Today is Friday, April 23, 2021. On this day in 1993, Sri Lankan politician Lalit Atulat Mudali was assassinated. Details of the attack remain a divisive mystery to this day. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of Lalit's assassination, listener discretion is advised. This episode includes dramatizations and discussions of murder that some people may find offensive. We advise extreme caution for listeners under 13. Today we're covering the mysterious assassination of popular Sri Lankan politician Lalit Atulat Mudali. Let's go back to Colombo, Sri Lanka, on the evening of April 23, 1993. Tilak Shanta rode with Lalit Atulat Mudali on the campaign trail. Lalit headed the Democratic United National Front Opposition Party, and many Sri Lankans believed that he was going to be the nation's next president. Tilak was hired as additional security by Lalit and his chief bodyguard, Mutu Banda. There was no money for a proper weapon, so Tilak got his hands on an unlicensed pistol. As the car rolled through the streets of Sri Lanka's capital, Lalit removed his bulletproof vest. He said it was too hot to be wearing it. Tilak didn't approve. Neither did his boss, Banda, but Lalit was stubborn like that. They knew this was a dangerous move. Provincial elections were four weeks away, and Lalit had made an enemy of the most powerful man in the country, Rana Singha Premadasa, the president of Sri Lanka. From the 80s and into the 90s, President Premadasa covertly fed weapons and money to the liberation tigers of Tamil Elam, also known as the Tamil Tigers, a separatist ethnic rebel group. Premadasa wanted his enemies to remove Indian troops that were stationed in the country. Lalit disapproved of the strategy. He fought against the Tamil Tigers when he was the Minister for National Security and rallied other cabinet members to challenge the unsound mind of the president. They motioned for impeachment, but the president won a vote of confidence on August 28, 1991. Two days later, Lalit resigned. Over the next several months, Lalit and his allies formed an opposition party, the Democratic United National Front, or DUNF. Premadasa's supporters attacked Lalit several times after that. The worst was reported to have taken place on August 29, 1992. A mob wielding clubs, bats, and pipes beat Lalit and his security team. One man even pulled a gun, but Lalit fought the man off. Lalit needed more protection, especially with these public meetings leading up to the election. So Lalit hired Tilak Shanta ahead of his big speech on April 23, 1993. As the car came to a stop, Tilak saw the DUNF meeting was already in motion. The campaign event was being held at a public playground in Colombo's Kiralupon district. Tilak looked for the police, but the only protection was private security. 
What T-Lock couldn't know was that the police superintendent allegedly ordered his officers to ignore the opposition party's meetings. Ahead of Lalit's speech, he told them to keep away from the Kirilupon district. By the time Lalit's car arrived around 8 p.m., the sky was dark. Two massive spotlights lit up the stage, setting the scene for the big speech. Tilak wandered out into the lights, looking down at thousands of faces, eager to see Lalit speak. Banda shouted at Tilak to move out of the spotlight. Tilak needed to be somewhere out of the way, but able to monitor the audience. So the hired gun went below the stage, almost in the crowd as they spilled forward. As he milled amongst the audience, perhaps T-Lock noticed two cops with tape recorders. Instead of managing the crowd or protecting the speakers, they were spying on behalf of their superintendent. But nothing would deter Lalit from speaking. At 8.10, he took the stage. The crowd was in a frenzy, pushing closer. T-Lock wasn't comfortable with how close they were getting. Then, a young man charged from the crowd. He pulled out a gun, aiming at Lalit under the huge lights. Nobody had time to react. The young man fired three shots into Lalit's side. As the politician collapsed, T-Lock drew his unlicensed pistol and fired at the assassin. At least one bullet struck the shooter in the lower back. As the crowd tried to flee, the assassin aimed for T-Lock and pulled the trigger. A bullet struck him in the leg. The assassin climbed a wall, leaving a trail of blood, and vanished into the night. On stage, Lalit was laid out under the huge lights, bleeding from three gunshot wounds to the side. Ambulances rushed T-Lock and Lalit to the hospital, but for Lalit, it was too late. At 8.50, doctors pronounced him dead, and the hunt for his killer was on. Coming up, the complex investigation into Lalit Atulatmudali's assassination. The internet. What would we do without it? So much information, so little time. And yet, with all the answers available online, there still lie scores of deep, dark, spooky secrets mysteries yet to be solved until now. This isn't clickbait. This is our exclusive new podcast, Internet Urban Legends. I'm Loie, your evidence expert. And I'm Eleanor, the self-proclaimed skeptic. Together, we're the gruesome twosome, sleuths in search of the weirdest stories on the web. Every Tuesday, we investigate the Internet's creepiest conundrums, covering each conspiracy theory and combing through every clue to separate hoax from haunt. Whether it's the video sure to make you lose your appetite, blank room soup, or every kid's worst nightmare, the terrifying truth behind Disney's deaths, or every parent's worst nightmare, social media's Momo challenge. Each episode of Internet Urban Legends is chock full of disturbing details which are either truly demented or ripe for debunking. And no matter our conclusion, we're sure to be left scared half to death. So won't you join us? Follow our new Spotify original from Parcast, Internet Urban Legends. Listen free and exclusively on Spotify. Now, back to the story. 
On April 23, 1993, beloved political leader Lalit Atulat Mudali was assassinated while giving a speech. Lalit was the leader of DUNF, an opposition party that challenged President Ranasinghe Premadasa's leadership. Lalit and Premadasa were once ministers on the same side, but once Premadasa secured the presidency, he undermined Lalit's role as national security minister. In return, Lalit worked to bring down Premadasa when the president supplied Tamil rebels with weapons and money. The president's supporters threatened DUNF since its founding in 1991. The police refused to cooperate with Lalit, siding with Premadasa's administration. The attacks escalated until Lalit's assassination in 1993. Elsewhere, ethnic violence was also escalating. Since the Tamil people demanded their own separate state in the early 80s, some estimates suggest that more than 6,000 had died in the conflict between them and the government. As tensions boiled into outright civil war, Lalit died from an assassin's bullet. The two violent sagas were about to meet the day after the assassination. Police combed through Colombo for hours after the shooting and came up with nothing. The next morning, a caller reportedly tipped police about a body on Mugalan Road, a mere 200 meters from the crime scene. His name was Appiah Balakrishnan, also known as Ragunathan. Police searched him and found a 9mm pistol, empty and full magazine clips, a hand grenade, an identity card, and some loose cash. Several non-fatal gunshot wounds pockmarked his back. A post-mortem discovered glass in his teeth, and a medical officer smelled cyanide in Ragunathan's mouth. Officials and press quickly announced that Ragunathan was the Tamil rebel who killed Lalit. On the surface, it all added up, but others weren't convinced. It was suspicious that police searched the city district for hours after the shooting, but somehow missed Ragunathan's body laying 200 meters from the crime scene. President Pramadasa denied that he was somehow behind the attack, but he didn't have long to profess his innocence. One week after Lalit's murder, Pramadasa met his own assassin. On May 1, 1993, President Pramadasa supervised a May Day parade. Babu, a supposed Tamil youth, bicycled through the crowds up to the president's location. He's said to have pushed through the security and, within five feet of Pramadasa, detonated explosives strapped to his body. The destruction was so powerful that the president was declared missing for hours. Someone eventually identified Premadasa's watch and ring among the body parts in the morgue. People greeted the news with a shrug. Assassinations were common, and not many liked the president. Attendance for his funeral was thin. A former newspaper editor called Premadasa a dictator. While President Premadasa met his grisly end, Scotland Yard investigated the mystery surrounding Lalit's death. They concluded that Tamil rebels were behind the assassination. Suicide by cyanide capsule was common among Tamil assassins. 
But in 1995, Sri Lanka's new president ordered a new commission to investigate the killing. Its findings laughed off the Scotland Yard report. They found that Raghunathan arrived in Colombo to look for work. Assailants detained Raghunathan, shot him, force-fed him cyanide, and dumped his body to draw attention away from the real assassin. The mastermind behind the hit was apparently President Pramadasa's administration. To corroborate, the commission recalled Tilak Shanta for more questioning. At first, Tilak lied, saying he didn't shoot at the assassin, fearing he would get in trouble for firing an unlicensed gun. However, Lalit's lawyers convinced him to admit he shot the assassin in the back. But when the presidential commission interrogated him, Tilak changed his story again, saying he shot at the assassin but didn't actually hit him. This new testimony played into the presidential commission's conclusion since their alleged trigger man had no gunshot wounds in his back. A recent review of the evidence, however, disagreed over this conclusion. In his book, Lalit Atulat Mudali Assassination, The Whole Truth, Ravindra Fernando wrote that the 1995 Presidential Commission chased its own political agenda. It wanted to blame the former president, but evidence pointed to Raghunathan being the true assassin. The bullets inside the Mughalan Road man's body matched Tilak Shanta's gun. Fernando noted how impossible it was to fake that evidence. This proved Tilak and Raghunathan shot each other on April 23, 1993. Conspiracy theorists still refute the evidence and make claims of other assassins and plots. President Premadasa made for a convincing villain, but almost 30 years after the killing, maybe we'll never know who pulled the trigger on Lalit and who was responsible. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more stories like this one, check out Assassinations, a Spotify original from Parcast. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Bruce Kitovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Daniel William Gonzalez, with writing assistance by Alex Benedon, and fact-checking by Bennett Logan. I'm Vanessa Richardson. 